It is the Nico and Chris Bears Post Game Wrap Up Podcast Show featuring Nico and Gino. No Chris today because uh, uh, we went to the game yesterday and then we froze and then we were trying to warm up. And by the time we got all back, it was we were exhausted. It was a long, 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 long day. Um, so uh, my brother's filling in and we're here to tell you I'm going to fill in for Chris and do his thing. That's right. The Chicago Bears lose to the Philadelphia Eagles 25 to 20. At Soldier Field, the seventh straight loss. Haven't won since October when they beat the Patriots. It's been that long. Yeah. But then again, we didn't think they beat the Patriots that one week. <laughs> um, so they beat the Patriots. But the loss keeps them at number two in the draft order. Um, one win shorter than number three, who is, I believe, Houston's number one. They only have one win. There's three or four teams tied for the next few picks because of they all have four wins apiece. Yeah. So um, let's see. We can find the NFL one really quick. Of course, there it is. Tankathon. Here are the results right here. Are your top five picks, your top six picks, really. Houston, they'd be the number one overall pick. Now, remember, too, strength of schedule counts in a lot of this. Really? And I guess the weaker your schedule or the harder your schedule, if you're tied, okay. yeah. you know. Um, so um, Houston at number one, Bears at number two, three, and 11. The next pick is the Seahawks. Okay. It's the it's the Broncos' first round pick. They traded Russell Wilson to get Russell Wilson with. <laughs> so that's the number three overall pick because the Broncos are so terrible. Arizona at number four because they suck. And number five is the Lions with the Rams pick that they got for Matt Stafford. Okay. Then Indianapolis. And then there's five and nine teams to five, five win teams to finish out the rest of the top 10. It goes Atlanta, Carolina, Philadelphia. Can you believe that? Philadelphia is the number one team in the league and they have a top 10 traffic this year. Yeah. Um, but that's good. That's a good front office if you can get a number sure. one pick, you know. And then Green Bay, Green Bay's in the top ten too. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, there's your top ten as far as draft goes. Uh, so I'm gonna set I'm gonna set the stage real quick and try to be a decent storyteller here. We go to the game. We're in section four hundred. It's a good view. We're watching the team play. And to watch Justin Fields live, and I said this before we went to the game, to watch him live is, you know, a lot of people have said it would be like seeing Devin Hester touch the ball all the time. He's what he's been equated to. And I also said seeing him live now before the Bears, you know, because in my opinion, the arrow can, the Bears are three and 11 right now, right? With three games to go. The idea is, the hope is setting in that the only thing that can happen is that things go up now, right? Yeah. We're in the low. You hope that Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus can do the work to really turn this team around, to really make this a winning franchise. But that's easier said than done. You still got to draft the guys, develop the guys, sign the right free agents, the whole thing. My thing is, my equation is, if he is the real deal, 
And when they get better, it's because of him as well, not just because of the pieces they give him. Because I think that's part and parcel of this too. He's got to be. Ju- he's got to continue to get better along with the team getting better. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like Michael Jordan in Chicago. Oh yeah. You'll never, and I don't want to say never, but to get a chance to go see the Bears is going to become harder. Then. Mm-hmm. I remember. Do, uh, well, maybe if they went, if they, if, if, like you said, all that stuff happens, right, and all the right play, people, pieces are in place, and they win a title, then you can say, okay. This could be Michael Jordan's status. Well, he's got to win that title. Well, win the title for sure. But yeah. I mean, like, yeah. can you I imagine? Mean, can you imagine? Like, think about the the last real huge quarterbacks. Like right now, it's Pat Mahomes, but he's in Kansas City, not yeah. the biggest media market. Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay, small market. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Brady was in New England. Yeah, and Tampa Bay, smaller markets. Peyton Manning, Indianapolis, Denver, small markets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Drew Brees, New Orleans, small market. Can you imagine if you have one of the top NFL quarterbacks in the number three market in America? Chicago is everywhere. Chicago fans are everywhere. When uh, go back, go back what a month ago when they played the Dallas when they played Dallas Cowboys, and even the announcer said it's got to be forty percent Bears fans in here. Sure. There's a lot of orange. Sure. And even after the game, Cowboys fans were on Twitter and on Reddit saying, "Like, you know what? Your team isn't good record wise, uh-huh. but your fans are top notch. Yeah. And those guys don't give up. The the, the players mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. And they're like, the Bears fans can come over to Dallas anytime they want. Yeah. Cool. The the Bears are everywhere. Yeah. Can you imagine if he's the guy, oh if he's the MVP candidate year in and year out in a big market like Chicago? Yeah. Can you imagine what that does? Yeah. You know, when Michael Jordan was top of the pops in the sure. NBA, they had people from Japan yeah. covering the I Bulls. That. That's how popular that. they were. Yes, I'm not that. saying, I don't know if it would ever get that kind of media circusy, but don't be surprised if it does, if this guy is the one that does it because... A, the Bears and the Bears fans have been starved for a quarterback forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, forever. <laughs> and, and you're saying, I mean, my whole life, my whole life, I... I Nobody. I, you know, if Nobody. you listened a couple weeks ago, um, when they played the Jets, they mentioned that Trevor Simeon was the 25th different quarterback to start for the Bears since 2000. Uh-huh. Okay. So we're in 2022. 2000, yeah. We're in 2022. <laughs> 25 different starting quarterbacks over 22 seasons. Yeah. And I actually named them all off. I was at, except for one. I missed one or two of them. Well, see, I go back. I go back as far as Jim McMahon. So right. How many is that? <laughs> it's got to be at least. Well, isn't it like? Isn't uh, it? It's got to be 40. It's in the 30s. Well, 30, 40. It has to be. You know, you know, latter 30s, early 40s as far as quarterback. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's. I guess we kind of own that, right? Us and the Browns. Yeah. The Browns. Most Wait, <laughs> someone did a parody yesterday on how the Browns are the most quarterback star franchise. Yeah. But when you consider that they've been only been a franchise against since 1999. But going back to the Bears and watching Justin Fields live, it was insane to watch him play live because, again, he's so, he's so dynamic a player. And... The play I wanted, I wanted to uh, paint. the The play I wanted to talk about was the forty eight yard run, which was in the end. Of, it is actually a thirty nine yard run because he ran out of bounds. So, 
about so the one play before that, the Bears fumble the ball, uh-huh. and the defense of the Eagles swarms around it, and uh, and and then the next play, Justin Fields takes the ball, the pocket collapses. Um, I believe even I believe if I remember watching the play, Alex Leatherwood basically lost his assignment blocking for him. Justin Fields recognized it, saw the hole, and just took the took the open. Okay, yeah. He runs the 39 yards, plays over. Watching it live, you see him run through this big lane, right? This it, it like a huge it seems so huge, obviously, from far up, because sure. we're in section 439. Yeah. But watching him run, and you see all those defenders just standing there. They were they're trying to tackle him. Yeah. But it looked like they were frozen in place. Uh-huh. Like they couldn't believe that this guy just blazed right mm-hmm. past them. And to see him live was just like it was so magical. And you know, you know, granted, you know, he threw two touchdowns and he had the one, uh, you know, Montgomery ran the other one in, and it was just that that's what I was there to see. I knew the Bears were bad. I knew they weren't gonna win, but I was there to see Justin Fields play. I was so happy I got to see Justin Fields play. Mm-hmm. I can at least Check yeah. that off. I've seen Jay Cutler play twice, and they weren't great either time. Yeah. Jay tore his gro- Jay hurt his groin. Okay. Sorry for bourbon. Jay hurt his groin one game, and Jimmy Clausen had to come in, which was a fucking disaster. <laughs> that was so bad. They were getting their asses handed to him anyways. Yeah. And then the other game was, um, I think Jay started versus the Lions. Okay. And it was Megatron's last game as, a, as an NFLer. Okay. And I don't think the Bears weren't very good that game. They just they just really stuck. I remember that was now that was a cold game because that was a very cold game. Yeah. Um, and then last year we went to the game, Carlos, and yeah. it was Andy Dalton <laughs> who started, and that sucked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seeing seeing Justin play live was was a hell of an experience. Uh, if you get the chance, no matter where you can, can see him. It's definitely worth seeing. He's definitely that dynamic of a player live as well. It's just, it's even more insane seeing him live do it because it's almost like a video game. Like he, he he's achieving stuff that only video games make you think you can achieve. Yesterday he breaks the, the um, Bobby Douglas's rushing record, which is a fifty year old record. Yeah. Uh, he did it. Bobby Douglas did it in 14 starts for the Bears, yeah. 968 yards. Justin Fields did it in 13 starts. Yeah. Now 14. That's, that's that was games that was the game, regular right? season yeah. back then. Yeah, 14 games of regular season. So for Justin Fields to do it in only 13 games is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. And there's also a couple of runs he had called back earlier this year. If you remember, there's that Vikings game where he had that crazy 60-yard run. Uh-huh. They got called back for some bull crap holding. holding. It was holding. It was. It was holding on a receiver. So I, can't, I think it was Mooney got called yeah. for holding. Yeah. Um, the, the kid makes plays. I, I'm, I, I don't want to be like – I don't want to say – you know, he's here. He's finally here. But I can't help it because I'm seeing something I haven't seen as a Bears fan before. Yeah, yeah. I always saw bits of it, like tiny pieces of it. With Jay, you could see it in his arm talent. Yeah. Mitch, there were times where he would do some athletic plays, but I, this guy has got it all. Jay it, could sometimes get out of trouble, too. Oh, for sure. He could and run. He was, I mean, he wasn't the fastest guy, but, you know. 
and he and he didn't care about you know I, I that's kind of what I like about him and kind of what I like to you know hated about him because you know all quarterbacks you're supposed to slide and you're supposed to and, yeah you know, he didn't Jay, like he didn't like Jay like to dive in head first you know <laughs> I think part to show, of to show how much of a badass he was can you hear son here yeah it's uh, fine okay so but yeah. Yeah, I don't think and a lot of people didn't like Jay. Whatever, I liked him. You know, I like Jay too. Yeah, I just you know, it just never worked, and I just don't. And I you know and that that and we can go. That goes back to yeah. We can go back a million times about what you know. That goes back to upper. Yeah, upper, and I mean, look, whatever. Right now, right now, I mean, it's a good thing you had, you said upper management. That's a good. That's a good point. Um, because right now you have Justin Fields playing really well. You have next year a good draft position, and not just that—a good draft position that you can maybe trade back from and sure. get more draft picks. Yeah, because you're a team without a lot of talent, mm-hmm. which the Bears are lacking, lacking big time. Yes. Not to mention half of your payroll is in dead money and in players that don't even exist on this team anymore. Yeah, yeah. no team's going to be good that way. I said, uh, you know, you're playing with Dollar Tree talent. And you got a great value budget, and you still can't get anybody on this team. There's a lot of work to be done. And, you know, you you entrust Ryan Poles to be the football voice that gets it done. But remember, this is still the McCaskey family that still owns this team. I mean, I hate to say that, you know, they would meddle in anything. I'm not saying they ever would. But you also hope that that doesn't happen. You also hope that Ryan Poles can make the decisions he makes. We don't know if he can, and and also go a little bit further. We don't know if Ryan Poles is good at this yet as a general manager. You know what I mean? No, because I like his attitude. I like his attitude as well. I like his attitude, and I like the fact that Ted Phillips is leaving. Well, we all love that. Leaving, yeah, he's leaving the team. You know, we don't like nobody wants Ted Phillips around. I mean. I, I like Poles' attitude, true, too. And I like and I like Flus's attitude as well. I like yeah. I do like Matt Eberflus. I know a lot of people were kind of iffy on him because he was a lifelong defensive coordinator. You know, how come he never got a head coaching job before? Yeah. But I mean, yesterday he said, you know, he talked about Valus Jones fumbling that fumbling that end around again and he said that's got to be crazy and he was not yeah. happy about it yeah you can see it on his face like they pointed out when we watched it on the tv yeah it, 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 and that and the kick the missed kick yeah he, he, the, the look on his face was just like almost like i'm in disgust right now but i can't say it right yeah okay but i'm not happy so yeah he, he conveyed those two guys who knows yeah they better they better they better uh Ship, uh, you shape up or ship out, right? Here's the thing, though, and that's a good point. You say that they're three and eleven. They're three and ten going into yesterday's game, yeah. right? Yeah. Six six losses in a row, three and ten going against the best team in the NFL, in yeah. my opinion, the Eagles. And only losing by five points. You know? When the Eagles have beaten their opponents by twenty points or more, the last three wins. The number one offense. Right? Number one offense. Yeah. Top ten defense. What they say, most sacks by the defense this year, 55 yeah, yeah. for their defense. Yep. They have three guys. Hassan, oh, no, wait, I take that back. Hassan Reddick has 12 sacks. This is his third straight season with double-digit yeah. sacks. Yeah. The Bears held with them. Yes, they did. I do, li- I do like the other stat where um, the Eagles up till yesterday had only three interceptions, and yesterday had two. 
against us. Oh yeah, you know Jalen Hurts only yeah, had yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only had three all year long until now, and he you know he threw two he gave and up two today. So or yesterday. So that man. one that the first one that Kyler Gordon got, I saw it the whole time. I'm like, oh, Gordon's gonna catch it, and he just you know fell and cradled that ball, and I was like, yeah. oh yeah, it's a. Um, <laughs> For a team that's three and ten now, three and eleven, to still play and they're playing, yeah, yeah, like they're they're playing like, hey, we're we're also a contending team at three, you know, yeah. You got that goes right to coaching. That yeah. goes right to the attitude in the locker room. Those guys are still playing for their head coach. To me, that says a lot about Matt Eberflus and what he's done. Yeah, well, I know they, they, they bought it, and you could see it. A lot of guys can buy in. You know, buy-in is an easy thing at first. But to stay motivated, a lot of players would just give up. Yeah. Uh, a, a, you know, an analyst, uh, an analyst, uh, yeah, he's an analyst. He's a Bears expert that comes on the score. He said when he was with the Lions, the coach at the time was a guy named Marty Morningweg. And he was, uh, yeah, and he was, um. He was a lifelong offensive coordinator who got a job. You know what I mean? Who finally got a head coach job. Yeah. He only coached for two seasons, I think. He's actually really famous for the Lions had a chance to go to the playoffs, right? And they go to overtime with the Bears. Yes. I remember that game. They won the kick, they won the they they won the coin toss, and he deferred the kickoff in overtime. Okay. Okay, yeah, okay, I don't remember those details, but yeah. I remember. He deferred the kickoff in overtime, and then the Bears won. And the Bears won. And, and they, they, they didn't go to the playoffs. They didn't go to the playoffs. I, I watched that game, yeah. <laughs> I, don't well, know, I couldn't tell you what year it was, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was saying that, like, Marty Morningweg was, like, a decent guy. Yeah. A really decent guy. Yeah. But he would play up the whole gruff mean coach okay. to the media yeah. when the whole team knew like that's not who he is mm-hmm. like they knew he was kind of a you know a pussycat you know as far as that's i kind of like how they used to that's how they that's how they with lovey i think that was more of the media know, well the media yeah but the media was like you know well you know the, the, you know lovey's this mild-mannered guy and then the guys were like well he's that way but he's also you know he he get on your case in the locker room if you if you messed up. Right. He he didn't mess around there either. And I think so, that and I wonder if that's where where Flus is right now, or you know, could be. you know, where the guys respect who he is enough. We're like, all right, and he's teaching us, and he's showing, and he said he's like, hey, we're gonna teach you, we're gonna do this. Yeah. He's very, he's very. Um, what's the best way to say it? He's very fundamentally driven as far as a head coach goes. And the cool thing is, is he's not meddling and he's not like, you know, he's not, doesn't have his face in the play sheet. He's the head coach. His yeah. defensive coordinator calls the plays. His offensive coordinator calls the plays. He's the man in charge, though. Yeah. And he stays the man in charge, which, you know, I really like. I really like Iberflus. Let me go back. I want to set. I want to. I want to talk about that play again. Justin Fields, the thirty-nine yard play. So right before the play goes, they fumble the ball. They recover it. There's an Eagles fan sitting right behind me. Oh, <laughs> so the, the so I'm sitting at the end of the aisle. The guys, the two guys behind me, uh, immediately behind me, are Bears fans. The two guys next to them are Eagles fans. And this guy's got a white Eagles jacket, like a starter jacket, like you know the shiny nylon yeah. kind of. Yeah. Um. So the 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 Bears. So you know 
The ball gets fumbled. The Bears recover. And this guy is just running his mouth, calling field soft, saying he can't play with the Eagles defense, this, that, and the other. <laughs> and then, and we're like, all right, dude, just chill out. You know what I mean? Like, it's one play. It's one play. He's like, no. He's like, this is how we come. We, this is how we prepare. Da, 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 da. I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> and then the next play happens, and Fields just torches the torches the, the, the turf, and he runs it in, even though it didn't count for a touchdown. And the whole crowd loses their shit, and everybody just turns around and is just dogging this dude, <laughs> just giving him hell. Because cause even he was like, man, yeah. like he knew he spoke too soon. Yeah. He knew he ran his mouth too. He, Justin he Fields he heard this shit. guy from the stands and said, fuck yeah, you. Yeah. He, must, <laughs> yeah. well, he must be young because. Oh, he definitely you young. Realize you gotta, you gotta kind of. Watch what you say when you're when you're when you're the outsider. I mean, you're the visiting team. You oh, know? I don't know. I'm just saying. Do you know? Do you know what happened as, yesterday? As much as I as as much as I don't like the Packers, let's say, and of course, let's say we go to a Packers Bears game in Lambeau. Right. I'm not going to start shit. Okay, I'm just not going to do it. Right. Because you're outnumbered, first of all, and second of all, you know. Listen, we're all here to have fun, watch a game, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Talk a little smack, okay, you know, no big deal. But, you know, this kid was clearly getting upset after he talked shit, you know. And then he's like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> he, he realized soon enough who was who yeah. who, was, who really was soft. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you heard this story yesterday. There's a, a Bears fan and a Packers fan got in a fight in the stands yesterday really? in the 400 section. <laughs> So remember, that's where we saw Metallica a few years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh. Remember how steep those stairs were going up? Oh, yeah. Okay, the dude pushed the dude down the fucking steps. No. Yeah. yeah. Down the steps, okay. Yeah, down the steps. Wow. Uh, I'll have to show you the video. If you can find it, it's somewhere on Reddit. I, 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 I've I, seen the video like once. Who pushed who, though? The Packers? The Bears fan pushed the Packers oh. fans. I was like, yeah, dang. Yeah. Um I don't I, I don't really condone that. I get like there's a rivalry and they we hate the drunk. Oh, they're definitely drunk. Okay. Oh, definitely oh, drunk. Well, remember last year when we went to the game, to the Cardinals game, Andrew, our buddy, flew out from New Mexico. Yeah. He's a Cardinals fan. Yeah, yeah. He wore his Cardinals jersey and everyone was talking shit to him yeah, the whole they time. Was, but they were but they were They're like, know, Fuck you, Cardinals fan. Nobody came nobody went up. A, I think part of it too, he was around five other people. They weren't just gonna come and like fuck you asshole like well, you know. Yeah, yeah. But they're like fuck you Cardinals fan like that's about it. No one got face to face. I didn't I see think, that. I don't think anybody would have done that anyway. I Maybe I mean some people. I mean if you gave people. Well, the one guy did say, "Well, you know, you're you're you're, you're surrounded by some Bears fans, so you're okay." Yeah, right? <laughs> he didn't want to give him too much credit, right? <laughs> it's like it's like you got, you, you've picked good friends. I'll tell you that. Right? It's like <laughs> Brian Gumble saying he was a Cardinals fan growing up, right? Well, he, yeah, 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 him and his brother uh, Greg. Yeah, because I guess they well, up on the South Side. They're Chicago. Yeah, they're yeah. Chicago born. Yeah, great announcers. Um, yeah, man, I, I just think I think you know we got three games to well we the Bears have three games to go. Bills, it's going to be an interesting one because weather's going to be harsh. And the Bills already, they come from from harsh weather. Bills, then at Lions, then at Vikings to end the season. Um, And all three of those teams have playoff implications. The Bills want to keep winning so they keep that number one, uh, or they try to get that number one playoff spot. I don't know the AFC playoff picture, so... 
but they want to get that number one playoff spot if they're not already in control of it. The Lions want to win because they might back their way into the playoffs here. And then the Vikings, even though they clinched, they probably want to get a better seeding because remember, too, the number one overall seed gets the week off. Now with the extended playoffs, only the number one seed gets a week off now, not the top two seeds anymore. Really? Because they let in seven teams now. Oh, that's right. Okay. Okay? So the number one seed gets a bye, which necessarily, I mean, you know, I think last year, who the number one seed was in the NFC? I don't think it was the Rams, was it? It might have been. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, wait. Uh, no. Was it the Packers? I think it might have been the Packers. I mean, either way, you want to play for the number one seed. You want to get a better draft position. You want more home games. That's kind of what you're playing for. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just saying right now. I mean, uh, and and I'll ask you this. And I know, I know, I know. I already know the answer for. I already know the answer for you. But like again, to go back, you know, to what the Eagles defenders defensive player said, Darius Slay just uh-huh. talked about how special Justin was as a player. Yeah. All those, a few of those defensive guys talked about how special he was as a player. Mm-hmm. Watching okay. him, wow! I've never heard anybody say that about a Bears quarterback. Not the opposing team. No, never, never. And this isn't the first game either. The Dol- a couple. I remember a couple of Dolphins players said it. Uh, I I know. I think the Dallas a couple of the Dallas guys said it. Didn't you say Mike McCarthy? Was quoted as saying, "Don't take your foot off these guys." They when they, they played the when they played the, the Cowboys, yeah, they were singing during the broadcast. Uh, they said uh, Mike McCarthy before the game even started. Mike McCarthy said, "Look, if we get a nice lead on them, don't let up because these guys come back." And it happened. They got a lead on them, and sure as shit, they came back and got with you know within a few close. points. Yeah, it was yeah. close. So. So yeah, and that was and it was and that was I want to say it was in the beginning of the broadcast or I want to say it was after they had the strong lead that they said, you know, it was right after coming from a commercial break. They said, you know, they Mike McCarthy told these guys, "Don't let off the gas." And they somehow did and somehow the Bears came back, so, you know. I I'm just saying, you know, the Bears right now, I mean, imagine I don't want to say imagine because when you start living in imagine and you start living in what they can do with this and that, you know, you set yourself up for a lot of disappointment in the grander scheme of things. <laughs> you know, you don't, you know, because everyone's like high draft position, lots of money, lots of the, there's a lot of work to be done still. You know, you got guys coming off contracts, Jalen Johnson soon enough. We'll be hitting his four years. You know, do you resign him? David Montgomery's going to be a free agent. Do you bring him back? Do you want to bring him back? Um, do you re-sign Darnell Mooney now or do you wait? You know, yeah. you got to sit and wait on Chase Claypool now because you don't know if Chase Claypool's any good yet with this team. You know, is he going to end up just being a rental or is he going to be a guy that you want to keep? And then, and then, and then you've still got to build the team back. Yeah. You got to build the whole offensive line. You got to build the whole defensive line. That's why I think if you can rebuild I mean, it's a, you got to take a lot of resources to rebuild the defensive and offensive lines. 
you know, I think you can get away with having Jack Sanborn as a linebacker for another year mm-hmm. until you get someone who may be more physically gifted. You're not, you're not sold on him, huh? I think he's fine. Yeah. I think, you know, we'll see. We'll see. To me, you don't go undrafted. There's got to be the, – the thing with him, he, since he's a linebacker, you know, his, his, his 40 time was like 4.8, I think. And that's kind of slow for a linebacker. Now, he's very instinctual. I've heard announcers say that time and time again. He's very ball smart, knows where the ball's going on most plays, and he makes up a lot of tackles for that. He had a couple tackles yesterday that I thought were pretty good. I don't know if he's the guy of the the man of the future, your star, but he might be. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. You know, Eberflus was a linebacker as a player. Okay. And that's his specialty, his linebacking. He was a linebacker's coach coming up the ranks in the NFL. In fact, Rod Marinelli said he was probably the most impressive position coach he ever had. Wow. As as a defensive coordinator. Okay. You know, the way Eberflus broke down the linebacking position and then, like, re, like, it was a story about the, the Dallas linebacker at the time. His name was Sean Lee. And, um, I believe Eberflus and him, you know, obviously got a bond because, of course, Eberflus was the linebacker's coach in Dallas at the time okay. under Marinelli. Okay. And Marinelli said something to the effect like during the bye week, Eberflus basically rewrote how they were going to attack other teams as the, from the linebacking position. Okay. So he's really, he really does understand like, the building blocks of this game, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that that makes him that makes him understand what tight ends do better. Yeah. What I'm saying is he is very astute to the idea of there's always work to be done. There's no resting on your laurels, sure, sure. and you have to be uh, you have to be fundamentally sound, but you've also got to know when you grow your game. I think that's what Marinelli was the the the, the point Marinelli was trying to make yeah. that Ibrufus does not <laughs> does not just sit around. And enjoy what's happening. That he's always continually working to continually build upon success, to build upon successes. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He's never satisfied. You can't be satisfied. And you know what? Fields was the same way yesterday. They're like, "Oh, you did this, this, and that." And he goes, "We're not good enough." Yeah. You know, I'm I'm boiling that down for you. Mm-hmm. We're not good enough. Yeah. I like the fact that he understands that we're three and ten and suck. Mm-hmm. We need to be better. You know, Justin Fields threw two touchdowns yesterday and no interceptions against the Eagles. He's the only quarterback this year to do that against the Eagles. Wow. No quarterback has thrown multiple touchdowns against the Eagles without throwing an interception. Did he throw an interception? No. Okay. He fumbled. So, okay, he fumbled the ball. He fumbled the ball, yeah. for sure, which I think was his first fumble in a while. Yeah, yeah. But to not throw one interception against one of the best passing. Yeah. Teams in the best pass defenses in the league. On top of that, again, anybody who had thrown multiple touchdowns threw one interception to them. Yeah. And like you said, Jalen Hurts threw two, two yesterday when he'd only thrown three the entire season. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yes, that's Here's good. a stat for you, and I read this to you earlier. Justin Fields versus five. Of the top eight NFL defenses, uh-huh. that's the 49ers, the Eagles, the Washington Commanders, the North New North England, the New England Patriots, and the Dallas Cowboys. Five of those teams are in the top eight defenses in the NFL, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
Justin Fields' stats, 66 for 109. Mm-hmm. That's a 61% completion percentage. 10 touchdown passes, 3 interceptions, a 96.4 QBR rating, and 1,046 total yards. He did this, and I'm this is me quoting the tweet, he did this with the worst playmaking group in the NFL and with an offensive line that has given up the most sacks in the NFL. Jeez. Here are the last three words. Stardom is occurring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To 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 just to just say that what he's doing you can't just say he's only doing it because yeah. he's not doing it against bad teams. He's doing it against good teams. Yeah. He's playing up that's another thing too. He's playing up to the opponents. Yeah, this isn't one of those things where we'd seen year after year where Bears Bears teams just kind of, you know, played where they played, played below. No, he is playing up. Is, there's a standard he's creating. Yeah, and the big thing now is that they have to build around the standard that they yeah. want. They yeah. they they want to achieve he's, to. He's making them work for it, even though even though even though that team is the favorite. That team is, you know, 13-1, whatever they are. They're going to the playoffs. Even though he's making them work hard for that win, no matter what. It's he's hard ma- to win anyway, but... It's the NFL, any given Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Dallas lost yesterday to the Jaguars. Okay? Right. Right? So, you know, come on. Yeah, no, he's making them work for it. Even though it's a foregone conclusion that the Bears were going to lose, everybody knows that, you know. It wasn't as bad I, as I thought it was going to be. Not, well, no, no, because you know, I told, I told Teresa, I said it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> just because, just you know, number one team, blah 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 blah. This, yeah, it's going to be a disaster. Well, I was wrong about that. It was just, they, it was just another, it was just a seven straight loss. Luckily, that's all it was. It yeah, it sucks. It sucks to lose, but you know what? To watch a guy just ascend, to grow, yeah, into this type of player, I, I, I think the enthusiasm is still there. So, oh yeah, no, I, I'm not. I am with it now. Do you understand? You might be better, you might be better than us, but we came here to play. So let's just fucking play. right, right. I, I keep going back to that you know. first game when they beat the 49ers, right? And yeah. remember they were down early mm-hmm. and it was the same old feeling. It's just like yeah. oh man, this team they just keep doing things that like this all the time. And then especially especially with that bullshit towel call, remember the towel on the yeah. field? Remember that yeah. shit? And I just remember thinking I'm like, here we go again. Same old bears. Yeah, same yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I just but that that feeling came over me. It's like here we go again, same old Bears. They're gonna do the same old mistakes. They're gonna miss, mess up. Maybe a game they could have won, and then Fields throws that crazy touchdown out of nowhere, yeah. and then they score another touchdown, and then they get an interception. He throws another touchdown, and, and all of a sudden they won the game, yeah. and they never gave up. They played harder than the team that was better than them. The 49ers are better than they are. Yeah. Yeah. And they beat them. Yes. And they had the the end zone as a, a the, the slip and slide was the shit. <laughs> I keep going back to that game because Yeah. I keep going back to that game because for years I've always seen you see like I said bits of good stuff. You see stuff where like okay, this could be something. 
but it never comes to fruition. No. And I keep taking that game as the reference because, yeah, they won that game, but two, there was never any give up in that team. No. And I, I've said it all year. They lead the league in resiliency. And they they keep they keep doing it. They, they they shouldn't keep doing it. Most teams would give up. Yeah. Most teams would be like, I got three weeks to go. I ain't gonna get hurt before I you know take We've a. We've had teams. We've had yeah, the Bears have had teams that, exactly yeah. tons. Yeah. Just coming to click. Now, all right, let's get a, yeah. Let's let's call it a let's call it a week. I I I. I if there's one, if there's two things to cling on or to, to cling to, a it's Justin Fields and his development, yeah. which he's made. Huge, huge oh, yeah. strides, in my opinion. Yeah. And think about it like this: it's huge strides with a new regime, right? That was a different coaching staff last year, right? And not even the people who drafted yeah. him. So it's not like I mean, you know. So obviously, with this kid, it's got to be that's got to be already in him. Whatever he's doing right now, oh it's, yeah, it's not like that. And they, and what do they? They always say that can't be taught. Right. He already has that. He right. already has that. Yeah. So now let's build on that and enhance it. Right. How, 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 do, you, how do you get better? How do you get better at this exactly? And well, I just putting puzzle pieces together. No, I know. I just, you know, and that's, you know? that's, that's. And it only fits one way. I mean, right. you know, and it's, you know, once you, once, <laughs> I can't wait. I hope it uh, becomes uh, something spectacular. I think we have one more year to go before they're really. A contender. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah, there's sure. too much to get done in one off season. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. Teams have gone from worst to first in other yeah. in other seasons. The NFL is a parody league on yep. purpose. Yeah. The NFL wants every team to be successful like that. So there's a good chance that the Bears get a good schedule, get a couple good lucky bounces, mm-hmm. and get you know, let's say they get to a wild card round, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You know, for that sure. would be awesome. That can definitely happen. But if it doesn't happen, what you want to see next year, what you want to see these next three weeks, you want to see growth from the quarterback. Yeah. You want to see growth from the – well, as much growth as you can from the team. You know, you want to see what they can do for another three weeks. Then the, This is a tryout year anyways. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys were just trying out for next year. Yeah. So this is what you got. So I mean, as far as that, I mean, I'm pretty much, you know, I got nothing else to say. Yeah, that's. I mean, you you, you, you nailed it on the head, but we'll see. We got three weeks: Christmas Eve against the Bills. Hopefully, it's a good game. <laughs> it's gonna be a cold well, if game. Any indication like today? Yeah, it should be a good game. Could be, yeah, it's gonna be a cold game for sure. So, um, thanks for hanging out and uh, guesting on the show. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Uh, We'll be back. I'll be back uh, Saturday to do uh, talk about Bears and Bills and looking forward to that. And hopefully Justin Fields does some cool, crazy shit again because I love seeing it every game. It's just awesome, you know. Uh, it's fun to watch. So he's a pleasure to watch. So I'll leave it at that. And uh, that was the Nico and Chris Bears post-game wrap-up podcast show featuring Nico and Gino, my brother. Hi. Yeah, sweet. Um Make sure to follow us at NNC Bearscast on Instagram and Twitter and listen to the show anywhere you find podcasts. Just search for Nico and Chris. Uh, Hey, Gino, bear down. Bear down. All right. Bye.